0: Welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast, it's episode number 32, I'm your host Terry and your co-host Malcolm here. Hey guys, what's going on? Alright, so today's episode uh, we're discussing about overtraining and overreaching, uh, so questions you should be asking yourself or how to evaluate yourself in your situation to see if you're overreaching or overtraining. So uh, my question for you Terry is how would you dif-
1: differentiate between overreaching and overtraining and like, someone's was to ask you, like, what's the difference, you know, if a
0: client asks you? Um, well, overtraining, I think overreaching leads to overtraining. Okay, all right. And, um, I guess there is a difference, but I think overreaching is the first step before yeah. you actually step into overtraining. Yeah. Uh, so if you're overreaching and, let's say, you go into a failure on every single set um, on a specific exercise when you don't need to, and you're just destroying your body and you're just pushing yourself to to overtrain. Okay. So like, let's say you're overreaching, to so push yourself to lose 20 pounds in a month mm-hmm. or lose five pounds in a week, mm-hmm. that'll lead to, to overtraining because you're gonna start pushing yourself too hard in the gym. Yeah. And then end up, you know, destroying your body and not recovering properly. Okay. But at the same time, I think if you're coming into the gym only one time a week, you're gonna have to kill yourself in the gym. True, you, know? and you can't. True. You can't say like, "Oh, I, I'm a, I'm a, pull it back today, and then I'll do next week. I'll go train hard." But that's not no, work. I mean, like not when you're, you're training one time a week, it's not work like that. Yeah. Like I think overtraining and overreaching applies to a lot of those people who are, who are training frequently, like I'll say maybe three to six times a week. Yeah. And you have to just understand that some of those days. You might not it might not be your best day, so you don't need to kill yourself true because the next day you want to be able to make it for the next workout right during mm-hmm. the week but if you're only coming in one time a week <laughs> no, you you, need to be- kill yourself. you' better be like training your ass off yeah yeah hit everything yeah. every single aspect of training yeah yeah every energy system right? yep uh, have you ever met anybody who overtrained before or ever experienced it before yourself? um I think I experienced it before myself oh really um, from overtraining uh, just because I was I was just doing whatever when I when when I used to work out um back in college and back when I was younger and uh that, that was not a long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I guess I was in high school and uh in college, right? You know that was a long time ago. <laughs> but um I was um over training, I think a little bit. Um I had the mindset of just like going in there, destroy that muscle group and then uh and then next day do the same thing. Yeah. So um, I experienced it myself and uh my workouts just sucked That like the first workout was great and then the next workout following found that sucked and then the workout after that sucked and then it took me like a couple of days or weeks just to recover yeah and then get back into a normal state before actually getting a good workout so and also some of my clients um I think when I first started training mm-hmm. uh working with some individuals like I didn't really take into consideration of their external factors like uh, their work, mm-hmm. their sleep, uh, their stress levels. So at times I was just, I was doing a lot of med cons at the end of workouts when there's times where I, should've, or I shouldn't should have. Yeah. So I think I've, I've learned from that uh, experience for my clients because um, I would see a client like uh, for example two or three times a week and then that first workout was great and then the second time I seen them it, it was just like they were tired. Uh, yeah, yeah. said they weren't feeling well. So, um, I learned from that mistake, and I think uh, been a better trainer ever since. Yeah. Uh, putting my cl- I guess, putting my clients through overtraining, yeah, yeah. but not on purpose. But because I wanted to see them reach their goals, so it was like, all right, let's push this to to limits. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I guess for us, we had to remember that like everybody, not everybody's like us. So, a lot of outside things, like you know them having kids, having right. to work, or. Um, just other stressors that don't have to do with working out yeah. play a role in their workout in the gym uh-huh. and so it makes it easier for them to overtrain, you mm-hmm. know, it, it can happen a lot sooner, you know, they already are stressed out as it is and then working out is another stressor at, for, in itself so when they come to the gym and they, they do even more than they really can handle yeah. two, three times a week, four times a week um, then that causes them to just, you know get to this state of like lethargic you know, being very lethargic And not, and then say Feel like coming to the gym
0: Yeah, it's one thing I guess uh, We have to highlight that uh, Exercising is Is not what your body wants to do Yeah Right, yeah. Y- your body wants to To stay safe mm-hmm. And when you exercise And you Especially you have high resistance training Or high interval training uh, You put your body in a state Where it has to Defend itself and recover mm-hmm. Right, so If you're constantly pushing yourself To uh, max limits Your body's gonna shut down eventually mm-hmm. And you're not going to feel well, Uh, your energy levels going to suck, and your body's going to hold fat in areas you don't want it to hold fat. Mm -hmm. When you're actually trying to lose weight, but you end up just not losing any weight, and actually holding more fat, uh, holding more water Mm -hmm. uh, in your stomach area, and end up being bloated a lot of the times when you're overtraining. So I I had a girl um, who I train now who uh, actually...
1: She's in the process. She was in the process of closing on the house. Um, she also was transferring to a new job. She also has kids. So it made it a little harder for her to go through the workouts. Um, in her mind, she felt as though that she needed to do more in the workouts. So like, even though she was on, she, may, she was scheduled to come to the gym four days a week, she may have only been to make it to the gym three days, maybe two. Mm-hmm. The day she was there, she was doing a lot more than what she needed to do. So I said to do... You know, uh, an incline walk for 30 minutes. She would do an incline walk for 30 minutes and then do another two and a half mile run, you know, or mm-hmm. sprint. Mm-hmm. And uh, she felt, oh, I need to do more because I'm only in here, you know, not as much as before. Yeah. But it's like, it's actually counterproductive because you're just not you're, not, you're doing your body more harm by being through more stress anyway. Yeah. You're going through a lot as, as it is right now anyway. Yeah. So, um, a lot of personal things as well as a lot of like, you know, um, you know, like financial things as well. It's a little harder to deal with. And workout as, workout as well. So in that time, it's better to just stay the course and just do whatever whatever you have to do on the program or whatever during the workout. You know, there's no reason to do more at times because you're going to do your by a little bit more harm. You know, it's not necessary.
0: Yeah, uh, I think a lot of times uh, people, they just stick to a program or they, like let's say they get a program online or they get a program from a coach. uh if it says a certain number, like, they feel like they have to do it. Um, but if you're overtraining already and you don't feel good that day and you know there's outside factors affecting you, um, you didn't sleep well or anything, uh, you gotta be able to adjust and prevent yourself from overtraining. Um, but that doesn't mean, like, you should have an excuse all the time saying that, I think I'm overtraining, so I should, I just, I just kick it back today. And then, uh, next week, oh, I think I'm overtraining again. Yeah, yeah. Let me kick it back today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, overtraining is not an excuse for you to not perform in the gym it's just uh indicator of or a way of looking at training at a, i guess a smarter way you know yeah. it doesn't the the saying pain no pain no gain no that's not true yeah uh, you don't need pain to to see results in the gym you don't need to be super sore to see results in the gym yeah uh, so most of the time if you're super sore it means you just did too much for the muscle yeah uh, especially for a lot of our clients or people we work with um a lot of times we don't train them to a point where they they're they they can not walk the next day Yep. Um, unless they want a specific type of workout where where they want to feel like that or or they ask for that or um you know they they want to just grow a muscle group that then maybe yeah they'll be a little sore but a lot of times a lot of my clients they sh- they don't feel sore the next day like during the workout they'll feel like tired and fatigued but they they never feel like super sore to a point where they can't like even walk up a flight of stairs, yeah. Yeah,
1: even today, like I had a lady today. She first thing she said when she walked in, like I need to get my legs tighter. Yeah, I need to feel my legs to be really sore. Yeah, I'm like, I can do that for you. Yeah, any yeah. anybody can do that for you. You know, you pay for our service, yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. what we give you what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that for you, but. My job is also to make you be able to come back tomorrow, you know, and, like, be able to walk tomorrow. Right, right. Uh, It does me no good. It does you no good if you are expected to train uh, two days from now and you still sore. Then that does me no good and it does you no good either, you know, so
0: it's... And it just, like, demotivates the the client, like, people we work with. Like, if we train them to a point where they can't walk the next day and they don't want to feel like that like in the more, in the moment they want to feel like that like before training starts like mm-hmm. oh, I want to be super sore tomorrow mm-hmm. but like once they get that feeling yeah they don't want to train anymore they like they feel like oh no I don't want to I don't want to go do that feeling for the next workout or the yeah. workout after that so it kind of deep motivates our uh, clients that we actually put them to a state where they're super sore yeah
1: yeah yeah so like you know that that's you know that that that's something we have to deal with because we have to battle between what we what the what's best for them and also what they want to yeah um and that,
0: that's something you should be asking yourself like if you're training yourself uh, for people who are listening here on the podcast uh if you're if you're working out on your own and be able to differentiate when you're overtraining or overreaching mm-hmm. right so if you feel like you're always telling yourself to go hard go hard go hard even when you're feeling sick or feeling tired or feel stressed out from work mm-hmm. and um, you have to ask yourself do I really need to go hard today or can I take it back a little bit and then uh, two days from now I'll go as hard as I can because yeah. I'll be fully recovered Yeah.
1: so there's three things that I kind of want to touch upon
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, one of them is like super compensation okay. um, that's something I feel like everybody even if you're not a top level athlete or a trainer or any, anybody mm-hmm. you should know what that means and know what that is because that's something that
0: sure you want to explain
1: what that means so basically that's just like a graph or not necessarily a graph it's basically like a way to explain how you start um one day as on a certain training level um and think of it as like you train you know the day one or let's say you train monday uh you want to be able to recover let's say tuesday and that is hydration sleep um keep stress levels low um, nutrition, all that stuff is is down is um is intact. So that way, when you come back on Wednesday, um, you know, for most beginners, um,
0: you you know, super competition happens. You become stronger Wednesday than you were on Monday. So if you do the same workout, uh, what Malcolm was explaining, if you're doing the same workout you did Monday, that workout should feel a little easier. A little easier on exactly. Wednesday. On I'm Wednesday. not saying you should be doing the same workout, but yeah, if yeah. you were yeah. to replicate that workout, yeah. So think so for advanced people like us, that
1: that graph or that that, uh, that range widens from Monday to Tuesday from now um, you know January to February. So in January whatever workout you did in February it should be um, it should be a lot easier you know yeah. so think about it that way the more events you get the wider it becomes yeah from, mm-hmm. it go from it can go from two from month two to month six. The yeah. workouts you did should be easier. The yeah. more advanced you mm-hmm. get, the wider it becomes. It go years years as well. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's 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 your ability to basically just be get get stronger over time. The newer you are, the quicker that happens. The mm-hmm. more advanced you become, the 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 less it happens. Yeah.
0: So uh, I guess a good analogy to put it is like a like a sport you're learning. For example, if you're learning how to play basketball, the first day you learn how to dribble, right, and then you take Tuesday off, right, and then the the, the second day you go train again. For basketball when you practice dribbling it should feel a little easier easier, the same thing when you're learning a movement and exercise Uh, let's say for example uh your squat right the first day you know you might not feel comfortable sitting down that low or or you might feel awkward in that position um you might not know how much to bend your knees how much to sit back uh, how core how tight your core should be but then on wednesday after you practice like three sets of ten or four sets of ten on monday on Wednesday, we do the same movement. It should feel a little easier. You, sh- you should be able to pick up a weight now mm-hmm. or even uh, have a heavier load on you, whatever it may be. And, uh, or, or even pause at the bottom, right? And you should feel a little more comfortable doing exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so w-
1: with knowing that, that will teach you to avoid overtraining because then you'll know that like, okay, between workouts generally or days you have off, you must try your best to recover. Um, basically, what also was my point is to branch off of that in terms of talking about um, how to prevent overtraining from yeah. happening. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How to prevent it from happening? So if you know that between workouts, if you work out Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Friday, you know that Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday are important days of recovery. Yeah. So you do what's necessary to recover in those days. Yeah, I
0: think a lot of people they uh, they take off days for granted, mm-hmm. right? Like off days. For example, like like a. I guess students in college. Yeah. Um. If you're really trying to take your fitness level to to the next level and like achieve whatever you, the body image you want or achieve a certain uh, certain strength goal or whatever it may be you, uh, in terms of fitness you're trying to achieve, uh, I think a lot of college students they take like the weekends for granted. They will like go go out, drink, yeah, 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 yeah. hammer themselves, kill yeah, yeah. themselves over the weekend, and yeah. then Monday they'll be hungover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll probably be hungry for the next two days, and they don't, and their training probably suck those two days. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying like you can't go out and drink, like you should be a hermit and like stay at your dorm, but um, yeah, uh, it just means you have to do everything in moderation. Like if you're going out to drink, don't fucking hammer yourself. kill yourself, and uh, get wasted, and and know that you have a hard training session on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like uh, same thing if you're practicing sports, right? If you have a, if you have a game on Monday and Tuesday, and you you go out Saturday Saturday Sunday and get yourself wasted all the time. You know, you're not gonna perform as well in your your game, right, Mm -hmm. you might lose that game because you didn't score an extra 10 points or you missed a lot of shots you would've made Mm -hmm. uh, if you weren't fatigued or tired and if you actually got some rest, you would perform better. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with training.
1: Same thing with training, for sure. Um, So yeah, people know about super competition, that'll um, help them as well. Uh, Make, it'll enlighten them and make make things uh, a little easier to understand another thing we talked about before is like hrv you know that's one thing that obviously that's another another level of knowing how not to uh how to recover and how not to um i guess over train yourself mm-hmm. so there are people out there who pretty much train by feel you know there are people who strictly go off of like okay today i feel great so i'm going to lift heavy or go a little more intense today yeah. I don't feel as great yeah. so I'm not gonna do I'm gonna do a little bit I less mean, today. Uh,
0: yeah I think that's a good idea but at the same time um, ends up being a point where some people take that for granted as well yeah some like, people do some people like, oh, you know I, I don't feel like today. You the know people not, who do the
1: people who do it yeah. obviously who commit to something like that obviously it are takes not... a lot of work yeah. in knowing
0: your body and yeah. uh, knowing the state of readiness of yourself yeah um, like let's say you're not using HRV training app or you're not taking your HRV mm-hmm. uh, and you're just going by feel how you feel today some people know their body well enough to say today it's like out of one to ten I'm I'm, a, I'm readiness of eight mm-hmm. or today I'm readiness of four yeah so uh, those people who know their body and who's been doing it for a while uh, I think they'll benefit most from it but if you're new to training it's like I think you should push yourself so you know how hard and how um, the limits of your body mm-hmm. right I think for a lot of new new people who are training or even people who are like who's only been trained for a couple months mm-hmm. You should always be pushing your body, so you could build your mental toughness and also uh, know your body's capability. Mm -hmm. And then once you to a point where you're advanced or elite, that's where I think you you could do what you were saying in terms of like train by feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know that people who are new, obviously, they're
1: not gonna do that, but like HRV is just like another aspect of it. As the more and more you get advanced into it or you get familiar with it, the better and better. You know, that's another another tool you can use right. to say, okay, like today I'm not ready to work out. Right. I'm, uh, my my is telling me that I'm not ready to, you know, take take this workout to to the next level as far as like intensity goes. Yeah, so but I also
0: need, uh, yeah,
1: you just continue. So I need to just take today, not as don't go not as hard, do a little mobility, um, maybe a little bit of like a uh, a lighter workout. You know, don't lift as heavy. Mm-hmm. That's just another way. To not overtrain, over to not over-train mainly. You know mm-hmm. that's that's one way to go about it. Obviously, if you're newer, you want to go be able to get as many good workouts as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in the beginning, you want to get as many good intense workouts so yeah. that way you can develop that super compensation or you can right, right, right. develop that growth mm-hmm. over time. You know.
0: Yeah, and I feel like uh, what was I was gonna say um, people actually. I think people need experience overtraining or being fatigued and tired to a point where. They can't come into training to understand what that feels like mm-hmm. so that way they could communicate with themselves or with the trainer to say hey or like or, or trainer recognizes a trend for example let's say a trainer has been training a client for at high intensity for a long period of time mm-hmm. and they see that client coming in you know workouts been sh- shitty and like that's how I learned mm-hmm. like in terms of overtraining about so we're training my client yeah like um, you know this client should be able to do like uh this amount of sets this amount of reps but they keep failing like once the first set started, they failed yeah yeah. and like that's when i actually understand that you know i might be pushing this client too much and intensity might be too high yeah so that's when you actually got to ask yourself uh maybe i should just take a week off to actually fully recover Mm -hmm. get back to a readiness state and uh be prepared for the next training session. True, very yeah. true. Yeah, and I think I also learned some of that from you as well, like how you program. Yeah. Um, Taking a look at your programs and how you actually progress the client. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, for the majority part, um, I think you do a good job in terms of uh, programming. Like ap- when you're programming for me, I think you could do a good job in terms of progressing the client or progressing who you're working with Uh, step by step to a point where they they don't experience overtraining as yeah, yeah. often they should.
1: Yeah, you should never, you should never really feel like feel like that. Yeah, you know, you should kind of. Well, with clients, I see them so often, person see them personally so often. I know just from that first five minutes if they're ready to like lift or not. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when that first met ball slam, how loud it is. You know. Yeah, if like you know, how, like, how, like last week
0: they were like super loud, and this yeah, week is yeah, like yeah, uh, kind of like a dud. Little, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I
1: know just how quickly they go from one exercise from one warm up to the other. They yeah. Go, uh-huh. They put the band on really yep, fast. Mm-hmm, so yep. It, yep. Those certain things like that, you just know if they're ready or not, yeah, you know, yeah, if, uh, they're, if, they, if they're yawning in between, like, a little warm-up sets yeah, or whatever, yeah, or yeah. like, they're complaining that yeah. the band is too tight, right, So right. like, we used this band last week, you know, like, for, for band pull-aparts or for glute bridges or whatever it is, uh-huh. certain little things like that, you just know within the first five to ten minutes if they're ready to work out, they didn't get yeah. their sleep, because a lot of stuff we can't control right now, you know, so, um, that's from there, the workout gets altered a little bit, you know, and it's... Right. And it's and if I say have this much weight on there, then it's like, okay, we we can't do that today, regardless of how it is. They have a better chance of getting injured than we would, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are questions you ask yourself. Uh, are you yawning or like, is everything? Are you moving as fast for your warm ups? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel energized in the gym? Mm-hmm. Uh, just simple questions you can ask yourself before you actually start working out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, like if they're if they're talking about stuff that doesn't have to do with working out. You know that that clearly is stressing them out or clearly is bothering them. Right. Then that this workout today is not going to be um, as you ex- as expected like how it is on a piece of paper. You know, mm-hmm. and that's where you need to make a little bit of little bit of uh, ju- adjustments. You know, if it's you by yourself or you or the trainer has to make an adjustment for you. Mm-hmm. You know, those little, those little things that you have to kind of like you know look into. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's
0: go over uh, reaching again and. Uh, I guess questions you could ask yourself If you're overreaching Yeah. Uh, so I guess questions you could ask yourself If you're overreaching is um, Is my goal realistic True um, Will I really be able to reach this goal In this amount of time Or am I just being being greedy And I want to just obtain this In a short amount of time Yeah I mean Some people I met later today Like I wanted to lose She wanted to lose weight Before
1: a wedding in, in three months mm-hmm. And how much weight is that? Uh, I believe she said fifteen to twenty pounds in three months. Yeah.
0: yeah okay. Uh, uh, it's doable. It's yeah.
1: doable. But I, in my eyes, I don't want to do it like that. Right. Know? Right.
0: I, I mean, for a lot of clients, um, five, two what was it uh, three months? Mm-hmm. So twelve weeks, fifteen to twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely doable. But Not it's ideal. hard. Like, like for them to make that switch of doing everything wrong into doing everything correct like a lifestyle change right away it's it's so hard for, so hard, for yeah. clients that are new clients coming in or people who are new to working out I guess this could be another uh, topic we talk about but like from making that switch of saying I'm not tracking my food to the next day I'm gonna track my food uh, I'm gonna try to sleep better I'm gonna try to you know recover better watch what I'm eating I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to do all these things at once mm-hmm. um, and they, they end up failing because you know all they the like in the initial beginning the assessment they're like oh i could do all this i could do all this i could track my food i don't know i could track the weights mm-hmm. i'll do the extra workouts i'll come in extra days and mm-hmm. then like it's just such a such a big change for them that they end up not doing it then maybe they do it for the first couple of days and then yeah. it just falls off so for them to actually lose 20 what you said 20 pounds in three months it, it's doable mm-hmm. but for someone who's new into training it's, it's definitely tough definitely tough definitely not ideal yeah if, if they've been training for
1: a while, then maybe so. But if they have never done this before, and it's like, oh, I want to finish this dress, it's like, eh, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably a long shot. Yeah. You know? Unless you really, really can, like, sit down and look yourself in the mirror and say, oh, yeah, like, I, can, I can do this, you know. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change. But mm-hmm. for the most part, probably not, you know. Yeah. It's So that, from there, it's like, you know, that's a little overreaching. If you do it, then that's considered, you know... Overreaching, you know, in our because like you did that, but then it's like you, your body has been pushed so hard and worked so hard for such a short amount of time mm-hmm. that actually trying to get back on get back on track and actually get, getting over that getting over that hump of like l- doing so much in a short amount of time, you may you may resent exercising, you know, like you work out mm-hmm. so much for so short a time, it's like why would you? It's like you don't even want to come to gym, you don't want to see the gym anymore, right, right, you know, right. It's, it's kind of it's kind of uh, pointless. Yeah um so like what would, look, one question is is good too is
0: like what do you think someone should do once they reach that point of overtraining uh get a deload week i think uh decreasing your volume of work or just uh maybe just take an extra day off when you when you know you're overtraining yeah um or just do some steady state blood flow stuff, mobility work, yeah. uh, stretching, yoga, steam room, do whatever it takes to recover yourself to a mental state as well. So if you're stressed out, you know try to do something peaceful, I guess, to calm you down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do whatever it takes if you're if you're overtraining. That's if you really want to, you know, reach your goals and take your training seriously mm-hmm. in terms of um, getting the results you want without a delay in progress. Sometimes you actually have to just stop doing. Stop doing the hard stuff and just take a step back and relax a little bit in order for you to, to take a, a leap forward yeah, in yeah. your training. You. But would you, But the real question is, how would you do approach
1: it for advanced people? Because advanced people, their overtraining lasts longer. You know, like there are people who oh, there are some world class athletes who can overtrain and they're they won't get back to where they were at the top
0: level until to a year from there overtrain like overtrain as in what like injuring themselves no no no
1: like they'll overtrain they'll just simply like just overtrain they'll overreach and then they'll overtrain like I said say you're at your strongest you know here Mm -hmm. you may overtrain midway through Mm -hmm. and then you may not get back to where you were a year from that that
0: time how would approach their training or how i approach the, i guess their lifestyle or mindset well, i guess it's more
1: opening i guess it's a more of an open question because like you know we as trainers know like what to do as far as like when it comes to the overtraining so it's like mm-hmm. um how would you go about it or how would if someone came to you and asked you like how, how should they go about it
0: you know like i mean i think first thing they should do is uh drop their ego you know, whatever ego they had, like mm-hmm. if they're a world class lifter and they were like really strong at that point, mm-hmm. you have to tell them, Hey, like, listen, you're you you we gonna take a period of time where we're we're not gonna be lifting heavy. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna work on form, technique, you know, build that first, make sure everything's uh, everything's going right before you actually start lifting heavier yeah. again. Yeah. So I guess the mindset from mindset perspective, you could really gotta just say, you know, I I overtrained so what can I do? For from now on to to prevent that from happening again and and to to reach higher in terms of uh, you know the weight you want to hit or uh, the goals you want to reach True. Yeah. as an elite athlete yeah yeah. some of them cause they get into a state where it's like you know I'm lifting heavy all, all these weight uh, I lift the world record let's say uh, weightlifting competition I did I performed the world record performance on all my lifts mm-hmm. like they get to a point where they get stuck and so driven to beat that performance that they end up overtraining or mm-hmm. something like that happens because their ego gets in the way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, sometimes, well, most of the time, um, not to say that the coaches are bad, but most of them, most of them have coaches. Most world-class world ones have coaches, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's tough because they're so good, the athletes are so good, and you can push them so much and yes. they can get to that over training portion yeah but
0: that's when they get to like they, they end up having injuries you know yeah. injury is bound to happen when you're at an intensity where the, the possibility of injury is a lot higher mm-hmm. so if you're a world-class athlete the injury chances of you injuring yourself is a lot higher than someone who's a novice novice for sure yeah. yeah yeah
1: i understand yeah yeah that's that's pretty much it I think that I think the main thing honestly is you taking a lot a long time off of training in general not even touching a bar, barbell or dumbbell whatever it is yeah. um, and then just taking a lot of time to just you know recover and you know get the right amount of like um, massages or whatever it's meditation therapy whether it's nutrition whether whatever it is just just to re- replenish your body just get back to a state where you're just not you just have that urge to lift rather than you know you force yourself to go into the gym again you know um, yeah but mm-hmm. you know that's that's the that's probably the main thing you just not even look at a gym you just you just sit at home you know you go around the regular day but don't think about lifting Everything yeah, yeah. Goes about lifting you know yeah I
0: think that's a that's a good way to put it too like just stop thinking about lifting or reaching whatever fitness goal it is in general mm-hmm. you know take some time off and to mentally have a break from from touching a weight or barbell whatever it may be sure yeah I don't know. Yeah. just like a pro athlete I guess when they uh, when they injure themselves like let's say they tore an ACL or whatever you know broke their knee knee uh, cap uh, whatever uh, tibia fibula whatever it may be broke their arm uh, they probably take some time off and they just do nothing just sit around and play video games or mm-hmm. whatever it may be and just not think about basketball or football whatever it may be yeah yeah true so uh, That concludes today's podcast Hope you guys enjoyed it Um, If you did, please give us a review That's uh, greatly appreciated on Apple Podcasts Whatever podcast app you're listening on Uh, Spotify, we're on there now too So really no excuse To say you can't listen to our podcast Uh, Because there's Access to it pretty much everywhere Uh, If there's no access to it You let us know and uh, we'll find a way To put it on there Uh, If you have any questions or comments please send us a message on rushhour.fitness underscore podcast on the Instagram page and shout out to Tammy. She'll be getting her uh, requests. Uh, she wanted us to explain more about um, how you should be doing carries and how a lot of people actually perform carries incorrectly. So there will, will be a video on IGTV about carries and core training, uh, mainly about carries and how to perform properly. Uh, single hand double hand we'll do both of that uh, right now for you guys and record that video all right uh, so we'll see you guys in the next podcast hope you guys enjoy this one